Okay, okay. So coming up next, I want to introduce you to Krista DeVere Williams. Now, she's a mortgage broker from the Durham region, but she funds projects all over the country. Now, in this episode, she's going to break down how she went from being a banker to an agent and now a broker with a huge team. Now, to be honest, she's one of the real reasons that I'm even in media to begin with. So I'm excited to share her story with the world, and I'm excited for y'all to hear it. So thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, let me introduce you to Krista DeVere Williams. Hey, how are you doing? I'm all good over here. That's awesome. Now, what was your name? Maybe you could introduce yourself quick. My name is Krista DeVere Williams. I am a mother of three and a mortgage broker here in the GTA. That's interesting. How did you get into uh, mortgage brokering, Krista? Um, just uh, through succession. I started out in the banks and worked my way through a couple different um, institutions and then I decided to go independent. That's really cool. So uh, maybe you could break down quickly like what, what does a mortgage broker actually do? A mortgage broker is an intermediary between the banks and clients. So we assist clients getting the financing they need to buy their house or to uh, refinance if they need um, additional help. Uh, we can usually get a lower rate than what the banks are offering off the bat. And usually it's a win-win-win situation because the clients will end up doing less work than they would have to if they did it on their own. That's really cool. Okay. So do you remember, Krista, like the first time that you made a hundred grand in a year? Um, I do because it was the first year I became a mortgage broker. So that's what sold me pretty quick. Interesting. Okay. So like walk us through that at the time. You know, not too many people seem to do that in their first year. I'm, I'm curious about what types of things made you different. Um, so for me, it was uh, the perfect storm of events. I had just had my second child. And so I was coming off maternity leave. I had done five years with one major bank and then did five years uh, with another institution. And I really didn't want to go back to working nine to five or going into an office every day. So I decided to branch off and become a more independent mortgage broker and was able to um, use my time more efficiently between the kids and, and to get the work-life balance that I needed. And in the meantime, um, stayed connected to all my uh, partners and realtors and financial planners and was able to still continuing offering um, Canadians and different uh, partners their the opportunity to work without having to go into the branch. So it worked out for me because I could stay at home and offer them a place to come in. And so it was a little bit more fluent for, for all parties. Now that's interesting. So when you did the job at the bank, you didn't make your hundred grand, but when you did it independently, you did? Yep, working for the bank. I was a little worker ant, just came in, checked in every day, sat at my desk and did what the good people told me to do and got my salary. It was great. I started working at the bank when I was 18. So to be an 18 year old on a fixed salary was it was pretty it was it was good at the time. Um, and then after five years, I decided to branch off from there and I did five years working I doubled my money from working at the bank, doubled my salary, but still was working crazy hours. Um, and so I was able to work less and make more, which to me seems like the, the golden rule in, in what people are trying to achieve these days. Interesting. So w what's like the differences between being a mortgage broker at a bank and being independent? Like what are some of the key differences and like why do you think you were able to make so much more? The, the biggest difference is you at the bank, you are a specialist in the bank's products. So you know all the products that that one in particular institution carries. As a mortgage broker, we have access to over 50 lenders across Canada. So we have to know 
all the lenders and all the products so that if a client comes, we can provide um, an, op an option for them, even if it's a small niche or a, so you have to know a little bit about everything. So you become a jack of all trades in a sense that you have to know about all the products with all the institutions. And if you don't know, you have to know who to call. And for me, my resourcefulness in terms of making the connections both in the industry as well as with the um, institutions themselves, I was able to identify the key people that I needed to speak to um, in order to find these answers quickly and efficiently for the clients, which then gave me quicker turnaround times and better options for them, um, which made me close the deal and move on to the next one. Interesting. So when do you think would be a good time to be independent versus when do you think would be a better time to be at a branch? Like what are the benefits of each, you know, what would you? I would definitely say my years in the bank learning the general um, rules and the, the, the processes of underwriting and being around people to, to um, learn through osmosis. Even when I first started as a mortgage broker, I was in an office um, three days a week and just learning and hearing the stories from other people. I was able to like soak up as much information as I can. It's, I find it harder for the new agents who are starting out to learn when they're on their own at home. So it made it really hard, especially during COVID. We kind of bridge the gap a little bit with Zoom calls and stuff like that nowadays, but the best way to learn is by speaking to as many people, um, not necessarily networking, but getting as many um, informational calls as you can get from the direct, from the partners directly, whether it's the BDM or the underwriters or um, anybody, Sometimes you, if you can get the information first, then ask them questions to see what you're missing or what's not included in the information. And sometimes it's just like, you know, a case by case basis. You just give them a call and say, can you do this deal? Um, can in the beginning by being in a bank, learning 10 products for one institution is a lot easier to, I guess, retain. And then moving forward, um, you grow it from 10 to now 30 to 40 to 50 because um, there's hundreds to thousands of products out there if you combine all the institutions together. So you just really need to know what you're looking for and um, have partners that can help you get that information. That's really interesting. So do you remember the first time that you made a hundred grand in a month? Um, summer of, no, um, it was it was a summer. I can't remember the year exactly, but um, it was I think it was the summer of 2017 when all that craziness was happening. Craziness? What What craziness? Well, you know, the markets, the home prices dropping, people had had done all this stuff. And by fluke, a lot of my deals that were supposed to close in June didn't close. And so my July was like stacked and which led to a very lucrative August. So, I mean, it really, it meant that I didn't get paid that much in June and got paid a little bit in July, but... August made up for it. So it was exciting times. Interesting. So what do you think some of those differences between a hundred grand a year and a hundred grand a month are? Timing. Um, it felt, it felt a lot easier to spread it out over the year. Um, I, I don't, it's like feast or famine sometimes. So you don't want to forget about not having as much income coming in in June, but it also makes a makes it easier for September to come around when you when you know you've got that money in the bank and it doesn't matter. So that's the hard part about this job is commission means it's not going to be the same every single month. But if you can build up the right um, pipeline, as then you should usually have 
at least five figures coming in every month. That's the goal so that you can still make that hundred grand in the year. Interesting. So what is a, what do you think like a successful pipeline for a mortgage agent looks like? Where would everything kind of be coming from? Like what would be a nice like mix? What do you think? I'm curious. Um, referrals would be your best best bet. Then um, I guess a mix between financial planners and real estate agents, but they really have no control over their clients. So um, I would say word of mouth and referrals from your existing clients or um, friends and family, um, if, if you can get them to trust you enough to, to give you their personal information, um, then th that's usually the, the biggest hurdle that you have to overcome is if it's somebody that you know, they're, they're afraid that you're going to tell someone else that they know. But um, if you're up on the up and up and you're professional, they, they will um, quickly understand that information is uh, on all, there's all privacy matters that we have to comply with. But um, those will be your, your warm leads will probably be the ones that will close quicker, quickest and easiest. When it's a cold lead, even if it's a, like, you know, over Instagram or, or over the, the, the web, um, I tend to find those clients tend to be more rate shoppers and they're very rate sensitive and if you tell them that you can get them this they might keep looking to see if they can get two basis points lower somewhere else and if you don't build up the professional um, not just the professional relationship but if you don't give them something extra and you do a little bit I, I've always um, with my background from the bank I've always focused more on full financial planning and full a full financial picture for the client not just what the interest rate is on their mortgage so I try to offer them some sort of budgeting or financial planning aspect to it as well um, to secure their not just um, trust but to show them my expertise in the industry um, otherwise you know nowadays you can quickly look up online what a rate is and see what rates are being offered it's being able to get through the weeds and tell that client, well, that rate doesn't apply to you or that's not the rate that you're looking for or that's not the product that you're looking for. And you can really show them and get to the bottom line of what they truly want and need and make sure you can provide and deliver it. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. So it sounds like like you've, you've really become an expert in knowing, you know, all these things that you got to offer and all the all the different ways that I don't know. I heard this old guy one time he said, kid, there's a million ways to skin a cat. And it sounds like you might know a million and one of them. Well, it's not just a ways to skin the cat. It's making sure that it's actually cat you want. So you, you need to understand um, what the client needs, what the client wants, and make sure that they understand what they need and want. And so it's holding their hand, walking them through the process, and then making sure that they understand it's not just one bank that has the options for them. There could be several other ones that they might not know about. Interesting. Now, Krista, have you ever made a hundred grand in a day before? I have not made a hundred grand in a day in my bank account, but uh, that day will soon come, I'm sure. Awesome, hey, we're rooting for you. Now, what do you think it'll take in order to get there? Um, I think it would it would take just hard work and perseverance. Uh, I have a team now of six agents, and um, you know, hopefully one day they're making a hundred grand a month, which then makes me make maybe a hundred grand in a month without doing anything. So, uh, um, just, you know, I just find doing right by the client, doing right by, um, you know, from a compliance standpoint, I know there's a lot of, um, brokers out there that don't always keep it on the up and up, but, um, I stay true, true to myself, which then makes me stay true to the client and 
in the end, the financial aspect isn't the main thing. So I've never focused on that. It just eventually comes. So I know if I keep plugging away, it'll come eventually. Interesting. So what was like the biggest lesson in going from one person, right? Like you, you left the bank, right? You were solo. And now you just mentioned that you have a team of six. So like, what would you say the biggest lesson from going from one person to six people? Um, for me, it's more of giving back because to be honest, the time that I spend with these agents, I don't see the same amount of profit that I would if I just focused on my own deals, which is that could be preventing me from making a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand in a day. But I'd rather have six other successful agents who know what they're doing and um, keep keep the the whole culture of our industry um, because the course itself is is not sufficient enough to give them what they need the tools they need to, to to survive so i truly believe mentorship is the way that we that successful mortgage brokers should give back to make sure that the the next generation of mortgage agents understand what they're doing interesting and so if you were to go back right let's say you were to walk into the branch to deposit one of these you know a couple of these six figure in a month checks right and there was that that girl behind the uh behind the, the, the screen there, behind the computer, you know, the teller. And she's like, hey, my name's Krista. You know, I see you depositing all these big checks every month. What advice would you have for me if I wanted to do what you had? You know, maybe if you were to go back to the old Krista, what would you advise her? Um, I'd say don't become a mortgage broker, become a real estate agent. <laughs> Why do you say that, though? Because um, it's it's a... It's a tough job to start. So again, me starting 20, 15 years ago is different than someone starting nowadays. Um, but if, as, as long as if you're passionate about something, it doesn't matter what you do. So whether it's a mortgage broker or a real estate agent or, you know, just get out from behind that desk and do something independent because that will be where you truly see the success flourish. Krista, beautiful. Thank you so much. Hey, before we uh, get out of here, I know, I know we appreciate you spending the time with us, but if we want to learn more about you, your business, and what you got cooking up, where can we learn more? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Mortgages. I'm also at Comfy Mortgages underscore TMG. Uh, my website's ComfyMortgages.com. Comfy Mortgages, of course, based on my full financial planning, stands for Count on Me for Everything. And... Um, yeah, um, LinkedIn, all the all the traditional uh, platforms you can find me on there. Beautiful. Thank you, Krista. We appreciate you. No problem. Have a great one. You too. All right, Krista. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Now, once again, I'm Javon.ca, and you're now watching 100 Ways to Make 100K. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.